Hello everyone, welcome to Crossroads Conversations. Today we'll be discussing 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, and it reads, well I'll start with verse 1. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And I'll keep going three and four. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who, it, who enlisted him. Man, what a great verse. And the, the one we want to focus on is, is, is verse 2. What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, I'd like to share a little bit of context about 2 Timothy. The Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy, who is his, quote, child in the faith. They call the the books of 1 and 2 Timothy, as well as Titus, are called pastoral letters because they deal with pastoral issues and how to, uh, what a pastor's qualifications should be, what elders and and overseers and uh, deacons' qualifications should be, and um, instructions on teaching sound doctrine and um, protecting the faith from false teaching and, and matters such as that. And so here in 2 Timothy 2, 2, the Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy saying, Hey, Timothy, as a pastor of this congregation, teach other men, faithful men, to be able to teach the Bible, biblical doctrine. And this idea of teaching others is so foundational to the Christian faith and from the plan of God from the very beginning. Teach others. Multiply. The first commandment of God in Genesis, God said, multiply and, uh, and, and fill the earth. We remember, we know that Jesus, the last thing that Jesus commanded us right before he ascended, was go and make disciples. He said, all, all authority and power has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So the command is to multiply. This is specifically to a, a pastor, an overseer, an elder, Timothy, to multiply. But I think it also applies to every believer to multiply. That is the the great commandment is to multiply. I would say, yes, multiply, great commandment. But basically what they're saying for the future of the church is to move forward. And move forward means it's taking steps. It might be baby steps at the beginning, kind of like you got to crawl before you can walk type deal. And that's where, as people inside the church have been discipled and feel called to lead in certain areas and certain things, that we need to move forward. 
We cannot look in the rearview mirror anymore. We got to move forward. What's been done, it's been done. There's nothing we can do to change it because it's God's plan. It's not our plan. It's God's plan, and it's on his watch, and it's his time, not our time. So what I'm saying is, church, you hear me out here? All of us have been discipled by great pastors, great leaders. It's time you tighten up your belt. Tighten up your shoes, <laughs> tighten up your tie, pull your pull your big boy pants up or big girl pants, and you start teaching. You start building a flock. You start doing it. If you feel led to lead somewhere, get with somebody in the church and tell them, I want to be a part of that, and that's what I want to do. Like me and you have been talking, Ricky, outreach. That's something we need in the church. And you said you it was on your thing with question marks the same day me and you talked about it. I had a big question mark. And that's something I feel like God's laid in my heart is outreach. It's something we need to do. Do we want to do it? We should want to do it. This is our church. This is God's home. And we want people to feel the same thing when we experience God and when we got turned over a new leaf in our life and a new season of the body of Christ. So, you know, we need leaders to disciple other people. And, you know, like I said, I don't know what kind of other people leaders are in the church, but I'm pretty sure there's some other areas. And if you feel led, get in there and step in. Put your feet in there. Get wet. Feel the water a little bit. Feel the sand. <laughs> we got to, you know, the biggest thing is when I come to this church is I felt a lot of love out of people. And we got to continue feeling the love. And we also got to build new disciples. And we got to get new people to come to the church because we want to lead people to Christ. We want everybody to go to heaven with us and want them to know Jesus Christ because I know in my life, I know what I've had with him. And I know what I had when I didn't turn my back on him. But I just said, I got this, God. You just, I'm going to take the wheel for a little while. And I got this. But most of the time when you say you got it, you don't got it. Hmm. You start swerving and you get a little woozy and you start running over the yellow line the double yellow lines and eventually you run off the road who's the first person you run back to god you always run back to him when you got a problem or you're in need is god god's always there he's at the door just waiting on you to turn the door handle and come on in he's always there but he's not going to sit there and wait forever on you at that door you know, like when you was a parent, when you snuck out at night or did something you wasn't supposed to do, your parent would set up all night, you know. And finally, they just go to bed, and then you come in, and you say, well, I know where you was at last night. He knows what's going on, and he's waiting at that door. But he's not going to sit there two or three days waiting. He'll hang out a little while, you know. But that's what we got to do, church. We got to step up. We got to move forward. Right, we man. got to be the leaders. Yeah, so everyone everyone has a place in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. So I want to talk about this idea of in 
of teaching others. So anything that you or I know, someone taught it to us at some point, even if we kind of taught it to ourselves right, through like I mean, looking on YouTube how to well, play guitar. I mean, guitar. you look on YouTube. I mean, you probably watched. <laughs> but someone teach. But even if I if I, I when I started learning how to play guitar, it was like I learned a ton on the internet on YouTube. But and still, that 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 person that you know, was doing back that in the video day, we didn't me. have no YouTube. Yeah. You we had, had to, them little booklets or whatever it was. Or I you think, probably popped in a, a Stevie Wonder album and just tried to jam it with ear. it or get your little get your little tennis racket or whatever when you was a kid and try to try to rock out with it, you know. But who but for all of us to ask ourselves that question, who am I am I teaching anyone the things that I know? And specifically passing on spiritual wisdom, like specifically here. Paul is telling Timothy, the things you've heard from me, so biblical doctrine, teach other people. He said, soldiers don't get entangled in civilian pursuits. Basically what he's saying is, the analogy is to soldiers, that they're focused on their mission. And boy, is it easy to get distracted from our mission. It is sometimes, I call it the lazy foot. We We just get subtle and we get lazy. And that goes for all of us. You know, sometimes it's just like me. You know, I'm going to use this as an example. My rubs. Everybody knows I do the rubs and sauces. But there's times I get tired of pushing it. And it ain't nothing with me. You know, it's like, I don't want to go out today. I don't want to do this. But when I start pushing myself and I start doing it, I feel the motivation. I, you know, like it fires me up, you know, like. You know, like we went somewhere this weekend, we set up, and all the people, when they sample it and they try it and they tell you, oh, it's good, I'm going to buy a bottle. And, you know, it puts a, puts a fire up under your rear end, and you're like, man, I'm on to something here. You know, the same mm-hmm. thing with God. I mean, you come yeah. to church, you know, you could be sitting in that pew or sitting in that chair and hear something that moves your spirit. Like you, I told you earlier, when I love it when you get up there and worship, and you'll be playing, and just all of a sudden you speak out an outburst, and you and you and you say something, and you throw some scripture up, or you just you know praise it and give it all to God. I love that because that's your heart, your soul, your desire. And it's kind of the earth. It's kind of like a musician, you know. You put in one of them old good feel good fifty sixty songs, and you're like, man, I like this song, or it takes me back. It makes you feel good. <laughs> you make you, right. I mean, it does. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like, you know, God's speaking to me. Guys, if God is speaking to you, answer the call because you could be missing your blessing. Yeah, there you go. And it's a, that's what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I think, that, I think Jesus said that. That's the Bible, right? I think yeah, so. folks, fact check me on that. Find out yeah, what if, I if believe. If we're wrong, that's, just tell us we're wrong. But I'm just telling y'all. It's, there, I'm pretty sure there's a verse that says it's better to give than it's receive. Like, me, you know, I well, listen to a lot of positive speaker, and Tony Robbins. He's a very, very powerful speaker. Okay. And he always says, no matter what you do, you got to surround yourself with people that believe in you. It might not be their vision, but it's your vision. 
And if you don't have them people that believe in you and that team and you got that one negative Nancy over there saying, oh, that won't work, that won't do that, you know, get rid of them because it ain't doing nothing but dragging everybody else down. As the old saying, one app, one bad apple can spoil the tree. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you know? and that's wisdom. And that's what, that back to the text, I mean, is, he's saying soldiers don't get involved in, they don't get entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So Paul's making the, the analogy that, hey guys, we need to focus on what is most important, the most the most important thing is to teach others about Jesus. Now let's focus specifically on, for a moment, someone told you about Jesus. Someone at some point in your life, and me too, people to- had to have told us about the love of God. I mean, you hear it as a kid, and you know what I mean? Otherwise, we wouldn't know God and and that's the initial point everybody's experience with God is a different experience you've experienced him in a different way than I've experienced him somebody else has that's why testimonies are a good thing because you might have a testimony of somebody that was a drug addict you might have somebody that was a a hooker stripper you know or you might have somebody that was perfect in the church or you might have somebody that has an, another type of addiction. That's what God's got a story for everybody. And you can use your story and change somebody's life. To reach out, yeah. How, I have how seen Jesus. so many people that have spoke and told their testimonies. From an ex-pastor of mine, Pastor Phil, he was the biggest one of the biggest drug dealers in Tampa now. He's a pastor. Same thing with Brian Hill, Welch Corn. You know. Yeah. So you're saying that one of the best ways to share about the love of God is to share what He's done for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because if if you know, let's say for instance, we love music. Somebody else out there might not like music, but they got some kind of entertainer, just like a sports player or something, and they come out and they tell their testimony, and it can relate to them. And they say, man, that's me. If God can do that for him, he can do it for me. What do I got to do? Yeah, that's right. That's where, as leaders, we got to step up and say, we're here for you, brother. We got your hand. Just just stick with me and roll with the punches and flow. Yeah, so I think a great— Get involved in a church. might not be this church. It might not, (laughs) you know, wherever. We We hope it's our church. I mean, that's what we want— but we're not going to knock you if you don't. You go where you feel led. But you get involved and you start reading the word and you get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. It's like me. I've not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you straight up. I've always loved God. But at one point I didn't. And I kind of just went from one church to another, you know, in the past. You know, get on fire for him, kind of cool off. Get on fire for him and kind of cool off. But. I have my spiritual faith right now is probably stronger than it's ever been. And it's just because the people I'm around and the people make me feel like they want me here and they want me to be involved. The love 
L O V E. Five simple go. words. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Makes you want to feel. Uh, I want to stick around. And everybody says I inspire them too, you know. Well, they inspire me too. That's right. It's a it's a teamwork. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we got to continue doing here. We have got to move forward, guys. We have got to grow new leaders in the church that can go out, plant the seeds, and later on down the road, keep watering it, keep watering and planting more seeds, planting more seeds, and watch the trees grow where we can prim them, trim them, and send other people on to do other big and great things. This right. has been stirring in my spirit for over probably two months, this, this scripture right here. And I've been trying to figure out what kind of scripture, what I could do, what I could say. But when we preached on this Second Timothy Sunday, I said, that's it. I told Ricky, I said, I got everything in my head that God wants me to say, you know. But church, we have got to step up, grow new leaders. If you feel led that all you want to do is a diaper ministry, you do a diaper ministry. And that's all you do is go around and get diapers and give them to parents that can't afford diapers. Sure. sure. You know, go where yeah. you are led. Yeah. That's a great point, Robert. And the, it says, the, the word is clear. The, the theme throughout the, the, throughout the Bible is clear to, to multiply. And this, this passage says, teach others the things I've taught you. And, and w- number one, foundationally, we need to tell other people about Jesus foundationally that's that is the most important that we that we help people know God but also everyone has different gifts whether your gift is hospitality and being able to cook or whether your gift is music or whether your gift is teaching or um, service or administration whatever your gift is there are things that you know how to do that God has gifted you and are you teaching other people? There's this thing called a sphere of influence or a circle of influence. And no matter how popular or not popular you think you are or extroverted or introverted you think you are, you have a circle of influence, people that you know who you are impacting and are influencing. And are you being faithful to teach others the things that God has taught you? That is a a great question for us to ask ourselves based on this text. Specifically, are we sharing the gospel, our, our story? Are we sharing what we're learning about the Bible with other people in natural conversation and the people that we know? And are we teaching other people to do the things that we've done? And thank you for your wisdom and your insight and your thoughts and your passion that you've shared today, Robert. And thank you guys for joining us on on this conversation on 2 Timothy 2, 2. I love it. And we hope and pray that you are inspired to keep taking steps one foot after the other in your walk and in your journey and that we would continue growing closer to Jesus and more like Him in his character. Let me say this before we leave. And I'm going to leave you with this. I come to this church. And I feel like God has gave me so many talents in my life. And several years ago you wouldn't have told me that. 
But I have done a lot bad and good. We've all done bad and good. But I have run a lot of different businesses and done a lot of different things in my life. Some of them I failed at. Some of them I did real good at. But I feel like they've taught me different experiences in life. And God might have sent me to this church to be a motivational speaker, per se, to to fire up the team and get the base going. You know, like somebody, a kitchen. I mean, I run a restaurant. Uh, I run nightclubs, you know, and I know a lot about promotions and marketing. I run racetracks. I've, I've done music, which is promotions and marketing. And, you know, I've owned rental properties. I know how to do construction because... When something tears up, you don't want to pay somebody else to come in there because it comes out of your pocket. So sometimes you have to get your feet wet and you have to get in there and get dirty. But if you feel spirit-led in anything, come find Richard. I'm not going to call you Ricky. Richard, Brandon, any of us, you feel led and you want to do something. And you want to make a change at this church. And you want to move forward. Please come talk to us. If you feel like you're led to be on this podcast. Or get in here and do video productions and help us with it. Come on, we welcome you with open arms. Because we want you to feel the same love and the same passion that Jesus Christ went on that cross to die to forgive us of our sins. We want everybody in this world to feel that. And whatever we have to do to do that is what we're going to do. So, church, I'm asking you and I'm telling you, step up. <laughs> Move forward. Get your feet wet. If you had to get knees deep, elbows deep, get your feet wet. And come join us. I mean, there's no crazy idea in the world if you don't try you never know. Tony Robbins said the most successful people in the world have failed three or four times. And God's not going to tell you no. If you feel spirit-led, the doors are going to open. We've seen that with other pastors. We've seen that with friends. We've seen good seasons. We've seen bad seasons. But guys, this is... Robert here, a.k.a. Uncle Bob, coming to you. I want you to get in the trenches. I want you to get your feet wet. And I want you to be a body of Christ and join us so we can spread the love of Jesus Christ and we can show everybody what he did on the cross to forgive us of our sins. Because what greater man to lay down his life for his friends is Jesus Christ. Ain't no friend out there. You could throw him in front. You could say, hey, man, won't you step out in front of that buzz? Nobody's going to take their life. Jesus Christ did it all for us, brother. He cleaned the whole plate from one end to the other side. And can't no man do that. All you got to do is believe in Jesus Christ and step up and move forward. Very good, brother. So, one more time. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses in trust of faithful men who will be able to teach others also and share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus 
No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. God bless you guys. God bless you.